get him what they want. That's not the point. We didn't yeah, he stole it from Peter. You know what? The first season of this very popular show had strange things. <sighs> this season had stranger things. This jackass has been making it two for three days. <laughs> three days. For three days, he's been as, saying that. It's still as good as the first I'm time. I'm going to take said one it. of the screenshots and put it in the recap so people could see what I was dealing with the entire time. I watched this instantly. Like, I finish most of season two. No, I finish all of it on Friday. Like, the entire thing on Friday, I was out and was like, you know what? Night over. Let me go back home and get the last episode because I need to see what was up with Eleven. Uh, know your boys. Know where you live. Recognize that we do not have a nightlife here. There is nothing you can do in NASA that will be better than finishing Stranger Things. Absolutely nothing. I concur. It's not even close. Not even close. And the way they, like, placed it, right, is that... They set up Stranger Things because they knew they were going to have a Halloween episode. And that Halloween episode was going to be, um, was going to run at the same time, like when you could completely binge watch the show. So that was like a organic setup for them is the same way that they had rolled out uh, season one, a Stranger Things. So like Netflix is, I think, also tying in like along the holidays, like certain like tent poles that they have to hit each time and that's one of the best things to me and the best thing about stranger things and why this works so well i mean it's not as big of a deal here in the bahamas but halloween is pretty much i feel like it's the second biggest holiday in america you, i mean because you got yes. the whole you got the yes. whole christmas new year's thing melded into one right but halloween is next right behind that and it's a holiday for the entire family i think bill simmons said this on his last podcast yeah. if your kids are under nine and you don't spend halloween with them that's second to Christmas. So if you don't do that, you're pretty much the worst parent. Yeah, they right? don't care about so, Thanksgiving or New no, no, Year's. No, 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 no. So, so, like, place that into the context mm-hmm. of how important Halloween is, right? And then you have a show like Stranger Things that everyone can watch. Like, before the podcast, you asked me if, if Kaizen had watched it. I had to think about it for a second. Well, yeah, he can watch it. Everybody does watch, watch Stranger it. Things. It's, a, it's an amazing show. Everybody watches it. And the thing about it is they had so much celebrities tweet and post about the show was on its way uh, and, in a few weeks. And that just drummed up all sorts of support And you for realize, it. like, how dominant they were at the time that they started to do, like, the rollout for Stranger Things, right? And then when it finally debuted, because I was looking at it Thursday night to be like, so when y'all putting this shit up? Like, how late do I have to stay up before I could, like, watch, like, the first episode? And as soon as it debuted and people binged it instantly, the next thing that you saw happen was people started putting spoilers all over the place. They put spoilers everywhere on Twitter and Instagram. And even the weekend, I put out a tweet. He's like, yo, you can't stay away from Stranger Things spoilers. Well, see, if the, if the weekend says it and, and, Le- and LeBron says it. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't know if it's because I'm so basketball-centric. I always remember everything LeBron posts. Oh but I remember God. when he posted it, I was like, oh, shh. Like, that's when you know it was real? Yeah, this is real now. This is real. Like, like Stranger Things is important. It's the most important thing. Listen, look look at what he did for T Grizzly. Yo. That's a sick reference, bro. I'm saying. I'm saying. In the era of binge culture, for them to set up a show, like, as they're writing and producing the show, they then know that at some point they have to um, make something that's binge worthy. And, like, when the episodes end, when the episodes end, like they have to like end in a way that it encourages people to go on to the next episode and to see and keep watching and keep watching and be like, I have to find out what happens to these new characters and how this develops, what kind of arcs they have. Like that kind of thing has to be important. Yeah, and it it's it's difficult, I think. Um 
a lot of people question whether it is more difficult than than filmmaking because you always the goalpost always changes when you have a very very popular series and especially in binge watching culture where you know people don't really get to develop with the characters you have to do all of that development ahead of time and have it placed out for them so it's not as if it's happening in real time and you can go back and shift something based on pop culture or based on people's opinions of what's happening you have to lay that out well ahead of time and so i feel like it's difficult with shows like this that people anticipate a year or two in advance but Mm -hmm. these guys have seemed to nail it like and they had to do that for season one they didn't have to do it um nearly as much they didn't have to worry about like fan reaction that kind of stuff so they were kind of like out there being the underdog yeah netflix had they were given the backup quarterback a prime like october spot but this one they had some you know they were all over the place the stranger things kids they were on every award show 11 was tap dancing everywhere singing everywhere they had them all over the place and part of the reason stranger things like connects with so many people you have kids so kids will watch it right but then they have all these 80s references to like Goonies and Stand By Me and Evil Dead. And all that stuff is just going to be like repeated in people's minds who, you know, who've seen that before, who've, who've watched those movies. And like when they start to watch Stranger Things, they connect to those things. So that Goonies, 80s, have... that 80s nostalgia is like embedded into the show. And like the, of course, because it's taking place in the 80s, you saw uh, references to the Bush and um, Reagan. Sorry, Reagan Bush. Uh, presidency when they were running for their re-election so stranger things like it had all these things going for it it had all these connections it was like a lot of a lot of what popular culture now is like uh playing off in nostalgia our good friend uh fridays with andrew does that as well sometimes and some of his writing now shakes his head i would this is at the same time i recognize that i'm old but i also felt like i was young enough to just barely remember goonies because the entire time i was watching stranger things i said to myself this is what people in the 80s felt like about what was that movie with the kids ah the fat kid who always was shaking his stomach and they delighted in his morbid obesity what is his name ah what is the name of that and i couldn't remember it for anything goonies that is why people love stranger things so much it makes them feel like goonies all over I mean, again stand by me i guess but it doesn't stand by me lean on me i don't know lean on me i had to fucking I don't know. What are we even talking like, about? Like, we watched that shit, like, uh, like years ago. Is like, the Morgan Freeman one? All of them. All of them. <laughs> all of them. But my favorite reference, I think, during the show was, like, they had so many Star Wars references. When they did the It's a Trap thing, it <laughs> reminded me of a 10th year senior's It's a Trap joke that we used to have. <laughs> okay, we just, can't talk. We can't okay, talk about just, that. Just, the, it, the, but that. You, know what, you know what was a sneaky good part of the 80s nostalgia references that, that get you? It came to me with the food. Like, when you saw the rappers for things like the Three Musketeers, or you saw when the dude in the arcade was eating the, the, syrup. the, the Cheetos, yes. and even the Mrs. Butterworth syrup, I was mm. like, they pay so much attention to the little details. I ain't gonna lie, the Three Musketeers really got me. The syrup is what got me when I was watching it. Like, And then, I, I think I had read somewhere that is like, is this just an elaborate uh, Eggo commercial? That they just have two seasons of this stuff they, just to get you to like watch Eggos? Their 80s product placement was on point. It was because fantastic, right? I had to go sneak into the Halloween candy and go eat three musketeers after that. So you that. ate Kai's and stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. There you go. You ask any parent, why, what do they do when their kids bring home Halloween candy? If any of them deny that they eat it, they're all liars and yeah. they don't deserve happiness. True say. So let's get into this now. Let's get into season two, Strange, strange Things. 
I mean, because season one had strange things. Oh, God damn it. No, you know what? Season one had stranger things. The first part of the season had strange things. The second part had stranger things. But this season had stranger stranger things, things. too. Anyway, so so season one was, like, very dark. Like, when you think about how that started. Like, Will was abducted. And this was, like, in the 80s at the height of, like, hysteria for everything. So, like, if a kid is abducted and he goes away, no one's thinking that he's... In the upside down world, everyone's like child molesters because there were so many actual stories that that so many high profile stories that that actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the guy from uh, what was that popular show? Mm, I know his, his son, <laughs> really his son got kidnapped. I'm <laughs> so bad at remembering things. Um, the, was it you like America's Most Wanted yes! or something like that? Yes, yes. Didn't didn't his son get kidnapped? I think it was his daughter or something okay. like that. Yeah. His child. His child. Yeah, go with child. See, you didn't know. You did a classic thing. Is is his child got kidnapped in the eighties, and that that was like one of the high profile cases with, with child abduction at the time. So, like you said, nobody is going to be thinking that. Well, why should anybody be thinking somebody disappeared into another dimension, upside down world? I mean, nobody should be thinking that. Nobody really. should be. Th- but then that's why Joyce, uh, Winona Ryder's character, was like freaking out. Great comeback for her. I feel like Winona Ryder is like the Hassan Whiteside of binge watch TV right now. I mean, and she had a great season. She was like out of her mind the entire time. And the season was built around like so many weird things were happening that we didn't know. Like when you watch season one of Stranger Things, like is the government going to be involved? Is there a lab? What What is Eleven? What can Eleven do? Like where did this weird chick come from? And then you had the interaction of the kids and then you had uh, Dustin and Lucas and their interactions. And then you had Mike even through the whole time still trying to haul out 11 through everything going on and leading up to 11 saving the day being trapped in the upside down world getting into season two hopper making a deal with the government and here we are and will came back and then at the end they left us with a cliffhanger where you saw will had like one of the slugs from the upside down world he was throwing it up into the sink and it set the table for season two and right off the bat you had like will integrated back into the team he was being called Zombie Boy. Dustin has teeth now. Like, you didn't see that coming. Oh, we did. I mean, they might have just left him with no teeth. Nah. Listen, anytime somebody appears on TV, and especially if they appear on something popular. You think he Cardi beat it? There are always advancements mm. that they make to themselves. Mm. Got a bag and fix my teeth. Yeah, that's true. Because they had to have a bag after that first Hope season. you always know it ain't free. So, what I wanted to talk about is the intro for all the characters that they did into the... That they set up for uh, Stranger Things. So the AV Club had that intro, right? Then the next thing you see that we had up was we had an intro for two of the new characters. Billy and what's his sister's name? What's her name? The chick that they are in love with. The red-headed chick. Oh, Mad Max. Mad Max. Billy and, Billy and Max. Billy's intro always was like some hard rock shit. And then him driving into the trans I don't know if it's... I, listen, I don't know if it's because being... When you're born in the mid-80s, you don't have... An appreciation for how kick-ass all the hard rock that and the trans stuff awesome, was. Though. Like, no, I get it. But I immediately watched that and I was laughing because I said to myself, like, I I, I feel like I would murder you. That was great. Like, <laughs> you you are not tough. And I felt I felt like that even further once they hit the basketball court. But We're going to get to the basketball scene. Yeah, yeah, no, we will. I didn't want to, uh, you know, I didn't want to get into that part too quickly. But... I felt like all of this is so overdone. There has to be a no, different layer to no, this. No, 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 no. I disagree. And this is why I disagree. Because they're paying homage to the 80s and everything in the 80s was 
overdone in the intros for characters like this were cheesy just like this. So as soon as that happened, I was like, because they even tried to do it with Max because they had her like kind of mysterious. Dustin does the drum roll for her when she comes in the class. Like everyone has like some kind of setup introduction to how they are. We see how the rest of the the school is reacting to Will's presence uh, coming back to the school, the whole zombie boy shit. But Stranger Things did what kind of Game of Thrones did in their first episode is where they save their closer for the last thing. So you don't see Eleven show up until like the very last scene in episode one, the same way that Daenerys didn't show up in Game of Thrones until the very last scene of episode one. I mean, because it's it's what we were waiting on, but they wanted to be D-teases about it, and they didn't want to just pop out and give you Eleven too early. So you, they would save her for the last scene because, you know, they want you to know we got more where this came from. Like, you thought that was good right there, and that's all well and good. Everybody's out there doing their thing. You saw Teeth. You saw Mike being annoying. You saw Willis back. You saw these new characters. And you saw my nigga Steve in all his glory before the gal break his heart. Yeah. Steve, Steve really was in his glory Steve, in that first season. Steve ain't had no kind of law in the hallways of the school. Like, like we all was messing with girls when we was in school, right? But ain't nobody was just pinning gals up against the law and just, wants to and just tonguing them down. <laughs> I was like, Steven, Steve. You ain't even waiting until, like, after school or going Yo. to some secluded area in the perfect classroom where you know all the teachers is leave early and stuff. Stop it. Sn- dry right. snitching. So right. then we got a kind of answer to one of the questions everyone asks after season one. What about Barb, though? What happened to Barb? You mean, like, Barb, just a whole human being disappeared and no one paid attention to it. But no. Barb came back in a big way. He's had... uh they had to go for the sit-down dinner at Barb's uh, house, and then the conspiracy guy was hired by her parents to find out exactly what happened to her. He visited Hopper and like tried to get like some police information. Am I strange for always thinking that Barb died? No, Barb is dead. Yeah, but no, I they know. don't know that. Oh. And like because Barb, like someone should feel something. Like whenever a character dies and no one says anything, it's like, well, that's a whole human. I mean, that's how TV goes, though. No, 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 but not like Barb was there when. <laughs> When Steve was just first, first getting it in. First getting it in when Homegirl was just like, nah, for Barb. And Barb was trying to do the wet blanket stuff. And, like, her absence from the show and people not asking where this whole teenage girl was. At the same time, they were trying to find Will. Teenage, <laughs> was girl, teenage weird. girls do strange stuff. I thought you were going to say a Stranger Things thing. Oh, that was a perfect opportunity. Teenage boys do strange things. <sighs> teenage girls do stranger things. Two. So dumb. So dumb. So dumb. Anyway, let so, it so, so, so see, this, what I liked about season two versus season one is because season one was like very, very dark. And I think that season two lifted some of that darkness from it. And you got to see more of the AV club and how they interacted and they're packed together. And I like that they built off of it. Because to me, I preferred season one. Like I was in, I mean, season two, I was in the group telling you, I was like, I think they're pitching a perfect game right now. Well, I think I think what season two did, and to me, it felt like to me it felt like the perfect add-on to a strong foundation that they already had. Because in season one, you established the buzz, like you mentioned, it's very dark. It, but season two got you more invested into the characters. I think because because so much of season one was about Will's disappearance, and so much of it was about explaining. So much of it was about explaining uh, what was going on in in the upside down world, but here you have in season two where you get you become more attached to these characters. Like I felt like it was more personable and it was more about 
it was more about character building than anything else. Yeah, and that was one of the things that I think people wanted to see. They wanted to see the character building. So, like, the dynamic of season two building off a, of the foundation that season one already laid, I think, like, helped the show. The writers got, like, some experience. They kind of knew what they were going with the characters. My favorite thing about this entire season two was that uh, some of what I didn't see in season one was that everyone had an arc that made sense to me. Like, every single character, everyone in the AB club, they changed and they developed over uh, the course of the season. You saw Steve change and develop over the course of the season. The same thing with Hopper, with Joyce. Like, even, like, Paul Reiser's character, like, First, you thought he was a bad guy, and then he became a good guy throughout this. I can never see Paul Reiser as a bad guy. I can only see Paul Reiser as an extremely annoying guy. Yes, but then in Aliens, don't you remember that Paul Reiser actually did turn into a bad guy? My top three things from season two of Stranger Things was obviously Eleven becoming the GOAT and like one of the most memorable characters in TV history, I think. I think she solidified it. You think she's there yet? I think she pretty much solidified it. I think that once you have a character that. I got a stew god, sir. Do it again. What do you mean? Do it again. This, she did it. She did it again. This no, is season two. Uh, well, do it again. Because think about all the eleven introductions you that need you three. saw. You oh, she needs three. You knockout need. You seasons. need three. I feel like you need right, three. Fine. I don't I'll, think two I'll is enough. That. So Steve obviously was like a fan favorite at the end of it. Going into it, he wasn't like the fan favorite, but at the end, Steve became like one of the peak characters, one of the pinnacle characters. He became father of the year. He's the kind of father I hope to be. He gave the greatest advice all the time. Even when he was wrong, he was right. He protects his kids with reckless abandon. Reckless abandon, Steve, don't care. And then he listened to them a little bit after they would say something that kind of made some sense. Yeah, a little bit. Because, little, I mean, yeah. because, you know, they're smarter than him. But yeah. still. So then, so you had 11, and then you had Steve, and then my nigga Bob. My nigga Listen, Bob. You know, oh. you know what, you know what Bob was like to me. Bob was like when the Pistons got Rasheed Wallace in the middle of the 2004 season, and that mm. was the piece that they needed sports to win that title. Sports, yes, it was perfect. Like, and you, Randy know, Moss going to the Patriots, except they would have won the Super Bowl. Yeah, that dumb David Tyree shit. But yeah, yeah. you knew once. Like, imagine when Sean Astin walked into uh, the room for his audition, if he even had to do that. And imagine the directors and the casters, you know, trying to be all coy about it. And, you yes, know, Samwise. Yeah, like, like, like not you ain't gonna give him the part. Not making him think that it's a slam dunk, but inside, like, they're doing backflips, like, we about to get fucking Samwise Ganji. And I know when they wrote this, they did not expect that Bob character to do as much as that Bob character well, did. I know. But because it's Samwise Ganji, Bob was so. They extended that. Integral to the plot, like. First of all, he found out like where like all those veins and stuff where all of that was going to be. So he was like, okay, this is where Hopper is. This is where we have to go and rescue him from. Bob figured that out. And then when Bob was in the... Bob rolled with every single punch. Like even when it got really, really weird. Imagine if he was dating a gal and she's like, oh, come inside. Listen, there's this big demon monster from a parallel dimension that my son is dealing with. Can you help? Um, Bob said yes. You know what I mean? You know the kind of nasty shit Winona Ryder was doing to him on a regular basis? I mean, there was juicing inside, like, the little locker room shit all the time at work. Like, Bob was about that action. Bob was like, come work for me so we could do this where I work. That means it's so good. Bob didn't want her to be away for a split second. He's like, oh, we got to go fight demons? Fuck and it. Let's also, go fight demons. I mean, I was looking around at Hawkins. I know how much gals, how much fine gals in Hawkins. I like mean, that, homeboy, mommy could get it, though. Well, yeah, but he, he Bob can't get her. Let's be real. Yeah, Bob ain't getting her. Bob knew he had peaked with who he had. Because like, like, I like how they set up the whole Bob was um, 
a nerd in school and he couldn't get in. She had never pay attention to him and Bob get the girl of his dreams and everyone was rooting for Bob from from the beginning of it. And even when like there was one scene where they kind of like tried to turn it where Bob might be a villain when Bob gave him that shitty advice. Yeah. It was like when you see <laughs> What did he tell him? Say no. Or Mr. Balbo or whatever fucking clown that Bob was like intimidated or by. Go, oh no, he told him to say go away really <laughs> sternly. Nigga, shut up. And that's when the, the fucking demon instructed Will. Try, try, try that with gangbangers. Go away. Like, look at he shot Bob. Start. Bob, shut the fuck up. But Bob rebounded. Bob is an uh, amazing boyfriend. An amazing hero. I mean, his nickname was even the brain. The brain. And it's like, it's like you saw you saw the the lights click in her head. Oh, they called him the brain. He's probably smart as shit. Uh, figure out what the hell is going on with my son. I mean, she she shit. had a lot to worry about like during her time. Oh yeah, well she's she, listen. She's been batshit crazy for both seasons. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, she had to be. Yes. She had to be like she had to be that protective of. Will. No, if Kaizen goes to another dimension and he is somehow stuck in the upside down world, you I would, would absolutely be fucking go insane. No, I go insane. I go insane. That's a, that's a And lie. one of the other highlights, uh, the goat, her comeback. First of all, a couple of points on the eleven shit, right? And her being amazing at this. One, how did eleven get from like they showed it like when she escaped the upside down world? But I thought like, she could have been in there for like three seasons. I mean, not three seasons, three episodes. Three episodes in the upside down world, and then she triumphantly escapes, and then she comes out. Instead, they put her in like cabin prison and had some parent, father, um, daughter stuff with like Hopper, which it worked. Yeah, it worked. But like at the same time, you'd be like, maybe she was in the upside down world for a little bit longer than that, and like have an eleven adventure. Because this was my only criticism. Because like maybe it was not a completely perfect game, but it was close enough. Where the episode seven, where she went to go meet her sister. Instead, they could have put that episode earlier in the season and had it be like, "Lo, this is eleven fighting demagogues." Well, they they really wanted to establish this. I think they wanted to establish the other side of Hopper as a person, which they mm-hmm. did a lot of in season one when he started to believe the kids in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. But I think they wanted to take that a step further to show that. You know, he he really cares about them as individuals, and they wanted to establish those father qualities with him but also not take it too far because even in the points where they was arguing and they had the big blowout hopper was still hopper like he didn't he didn't go full 80s cheesy sitcom dad he was still gruff i live alone and i i am i i don't do well with social interaction with kids Mm -hmm. so i'm still going to be myself but at the same time you could see the redeeming qualities in him i think that came across pretty well and, like, some of their interaction was some of the best. Like, when she threw her goddamn Professor X tantrum and was, like, closing doors and breaking windows. She would never take it too far. But at the same time, he was still stern and speaking from a position of authority, knowing that he had absolutely no, no authority that in that situation. Him. But, like, every scene with Eleven, like, when her face is on the screen, like, this is great. Yeah. This is... We waited an entire year just for her to do Eleven stuff. I mean, and, like, she- everything is, like... It's what, what did she say? Eight one five. Eight one five. And he had to explain to her as eight fifteen. So like, almost every eleven scene, her arc was uh pretty good because she just wanted to get back to Mike. And Mike, even Ash messaged me on this. Mike was being a fucking bitch the entire Wait. time. And I said I was when me, you, and Kevin sit down watching. I was like, 
The reason that Mike is being a bitch. His gal going. His gal going. Let me tell you how much I hated Mike the first few episodes of the season. His gal going. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know. So want, what? He didn't know what to do with Max. He was just being emo. Even like in the Beyond Stranger Things, he was like, yeah, they used to call me emo Mike for the first couple episodes. Like Mike, Mike was being a bitch about everything. Mike was snapping at people. Mike was acting off. I mean, Max ain't do shit. Niggas wanted to bring Max into that. Max They're didn't trying ask to... to be a part of the party. What? So only you upset that your gal gone, but you's the only one that could get a gal. Well, like they can't bring a girl in for that. Hold on, though. But like Mike's gal had saved the world, and to his knowledge, was trapped in the upside down world. So that's a little different than like just a girl leaving. Fair, but are they not? <laughs> a, but are they not allowed? Is all I'm saying is, are they not allowed to move on and also create situations where they could haul at something? I mean, they're allowed, of course, because Mike, Mike was one of the characters who made everything go in season one. So to have him like just push towards the back, sorry, to have him just push towards the back and be a character who is like in the way of the progression of the story because he wants to say no to everything but doesn't, he wants to say no to Max joining the team doesn't it have to happen though for everybody for everybody else to be equal well not even equal contributors but for you to see how important everyone is to the story doesn't the ball have to rotate it I does. mean Max can't be pounding the rock for the entire shot clock sports Max sports can't. sports sports so much sports <laughs> so, all the sports Max can't Max can't be LeBron going 57, 11, and 6 every time. Sometimes you got to drive and you got to dish. Dish it out to somebody else. Let them get a gal. You mean Mike, by the way. (laughs) Mike can't do that. Mike can't. But then, like, it was also kind of like different having Will actually in the group. Yeah. Because Will wasn't in the group the entire time. So they're like, how do they got to interact? Like, somebody so important seemed somewhat out of place at times like where's will in the hierarchy i mean he was he's zombie boy he just came back and everyone's like concerned of what he's doing and even like the halloween episode where they had your beloved three musketeers you saw like um like everyone's concerned with will and as soon as will can't go anymore he's like having these like not even flashbacks or flashports like what what was he calling it is something memories Uh, we call them visions visions or whatever just shit like he would then like Will had to like take him home and be like nah I mean not Will Mike had to take him home and be like nah come on you gotta go like we can't like be out here like this because they don't want a repeat of what happened because it was so traumatic for the rest of them and they're just kind of like getting their lives back but then uh, Lucas and Dustin still trying holidays like I mean we could be out here I mean listen we are happy that that Will is back we are happy the party is together we will do all like Mike felt like it was his job to continue to protect Will because he didn't want to go through that extremely traumatic thing again and also the fact that he was still dealing with I'm seeing I I still feel and see 11 everywhere so I can't move on with the rest of my life but everybody else was ready to move on with the rest of their life hey and now we come to the topic gals gals 11 one of the greatest characters at least in my mind in tv history do it again <laughs> gals do it again gals 11 basically is a superhero right in the real world she's a superhero in the real world Absolutely. travels to parallel dimensions she like disobeyed hopper's rule she joined a superhero team. she went on she went on the lamb she went looking for her man she went he's like i gotta go find mike like i mean He's calling me like, let me go find Mike. Eleven gets to the school. At that point, I was like, y'all niggas 13. Eleven gets to the school. See is Mike. Mike can't even do nothing. It was Mike's first positive interaction with that girl for the entire show. With Max for the entire show. Eleven sees this shit and look at her face. Give it an Emmy. Give it it an Emmy. That was a real luck. That was like, what the fuck? 
Like, are you serious? And she could have also like broken her leg with. But that. She, just, think, she just make her fall down. Yeah, I think like, we don't realize it. how dangerous that fall. I mean, she is skateboarding. It's thing very was. dangerous. It's very dangerous. dangerous. She should have broken like a wrist or a forearm or something just to drive it home. It's like, good job, Eleven. Like, way to be a gal. And then after that, she's like, you know what? I can find my mommy, gals. Just, just like I'm out. That was amazing. So no matter, even if you have superheroes, still. <laughs> Don't matter. Well, I mean, X Men has taught us that. X Men, DC. No matter what, they always put like those relationship stories oh, yeah. into into the script. So that was on one side of it. That was like Mike's situation, and Mike don't. Mike didn't even know. Mike was just like, I didn't even do nothing. Because to Mike, there is no triangle. Mike didn't even want Max around. Ain't no triangle. Fam. <laughs> Ain't no triangle. He Ain't was no like, triangle. what? He's like, that's barely my friend. I like know that girl. No, that's, that's actually about... not my friend. That's their friend. That's their friend. I know her. Like them niggas bring her. Like around. if you ask me who that is, I could be like, yeah, I know her. But like other than that, no. How many times have we all been in that situation? It's Kev. <laughs> Next up, hasn't it been Kev? An for actual, 10 years? an actual triangle. Lucas, Dustin, and Max. I don't even know how much of a triangle this one was though. It's not a triangle? Okay, here's my, th- here's my thing on this, right? It appeared that it was going to be a triangle, but then Dustin got off the wave so quickly because he was so into Darth. He was all about this slug. And while he was doing that shit and dealing with that, Lucas was like... I mean, Lucas, t- Lucas give up all the secrets to the group. <laughs> like, people might with have the died. With the <laughs> Lucas... Shut down an arcade machine. It was like coming to back. Though. Lucas made arrange- coming to back, and let Lucas me tell you everything. Arrangements to have a private meeting. Giving up, ris- giving up other people's sister. Nigga was risking it all, bro. He's giving other people bread up and be like, yeah, but you go on a date with her, like risk it all. So then, so that was Lucas's moment. And then Dustin, at the same time, he's dealing with the dart stuff. The next thing is that um he runs into our nigga Steve, who had nothing to do after his girlfriend had told him that their entire relationship was bullshit that she didn't really love him that that he's bullshit as a person so steve was just out there like where does his character go and, and you know why compare steve to sorry game of thrones reference jamie lannister but they did they did a much better job transforming steve that game of thrones did for jamie lannister because what steve ended up becoming was like a father to like dustin like he's giving him advice on his hair he's telling him about girls how to approach it and like in light of like wine seeing shit, when Dustin's like, some girls you gotta be aggressive with. Other ones, not so much, fam. 80s. <laughs> like that was such an 80s line. Like they wrote that. I was like, we can get away with this because it's set in the 80s. They wanted to set it up very early that uh Steve and, and, and Mike's sister were not uh, evenly matched. Because at the very beginning, their first conversation was t- t- him talking about how he was failing trying to get into college. Like that was clearly not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And they were showing that he didn't really have a plan. And we know she's this overachiever. So everybody thought their relationship was weird in the first place. Trying to set the foundation to tell you. They, yeah, they breaking up, dog. Like, this ain't gonna happen. Like, she's... they're still riding the wave and emotions of everyone almost dying and saving the world. But she getting yeah. with that nerd, nigga, bro. Yeah. You know that was happening. Yeah. That was down. Like, she's like, oh, what are you gonna do? Go listen to some blah, blah. I was like, oh, yeah. No, that's because you went smash. Yeah. So, so when the bottom fell out on that, Steve naturally had to return to his... His natural environment, and he was my he was my favorite character from from this season because I mean, and even stretching back to season one where he completely went from he completely went from villain to probably he was a hero. He had he fought the last uh, demo dog like he had the evil dead bat with the nails in it. Like he did that shit. Yeah, he was he was I think most people's fav- outside of eleven. I think he's the favorite for most people, isn't he? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like it, it's either like Steve and like. 
Steve has more memes going on right now because he went to that golf shit and was like holding the dog drinking champagne. So well, he's the also, more memeable person. Also, because Steve is older, he can take advantage of all the Stranger Things Steve, to benefits in the Steve real world. Steve taking so much advantage yeah, of like, Stranger Things. How much benefit. They can't take that. Mike and Eleven, them, they can take advantage to a certain extent as kids, but they can't do what Steve doing. Steve, Steve they're doing Steve all the debauchery. They can't do that. And to be on Stranger Things, right? I, what's what's the name of the chick's character? Steve X girlfriend. Anyway, there's a weird energy between them. Like as they sit next to each other, mm. and I was just watching. I was like, Steve, what you do? You know what Steve do? You know what Steve do? He just like yeah, do? sure. He's like yeah, like they I got, got more screen time. Sorry, they got to practice kissing. Yeah, we could get to the kissing stuff later. But like, so Steve's role is like the mentor to their group is like perfect for him because. You know, when they set up season three, Steve is still going to be in town. He didn't go to school. Steve, yeah, I he's just going to work for his, his dad. He's going to work like for his dad, and they're going to have to come to him for references, like when shit starts going weird. So that was again one of my favorite you parts. You think they're still going to ask him if he still has the bat? Yes, and, and Steve of course will always he will have still have the bat. He will always, of course, they he will always keep the, keep the bat. He's going to keep the bat. I want next year. So like, and even even though Steve got like dumped, his storyline, I think, like we said, like he's become. A sensation on the internet. People are following him the most. People enjoyed the Hopper and the Eleven scenes. But again, I want to come back to my nigga Bob. Because when Bob died. Because Bob survived the first time that you, they kept teasing you throughout the episode. That Bob might die. And then you think that Bob is safe. He sees Joyce. you like, oh shit, Bob's going to make it. And then they do like the scary cut where like the dogs take him down and Bob is eaten apart. And I just, I looked at the TV and I was like, no, Bob. You would do it. Bob was like the Draymond Green of the team. He was doing everything for I everyone. I was like, who was going to figure out all of this shit after Bob's gone? Hey, you notice after Bob gone, they didn't have to figure it shit out. It wasn't nothing. nothing to figure out, dog. Bob, Only thing they had to figure out was like make Will hot. Bob, that's was, what they figured out. Dog. He was going into the system. Bob was turning sprinklers. Bob off was like, shit. "Do you know basic? No, yeah. sit down, sit small." I, I was like, I mean, well, listen, he did lead Frodo all the way to Mordor so I so mean, slight this work. is this is slight work, work. I slight can't work I can't I honestly I can't believe he didn't pull out a sword and vanquish all of the demigogon or the, whatever you call it. Demodogs them. he like Dustin's like insistence on calling it that the, it was like the, the demodogs demodogs and like he had a break so many people had breakout seasons and even Lucas I think Lucas's sister she stole every scene that she was in. Like, when she called him a nerd. Is, when she said, he don't get no gals. That was amazing. Is there a demographic more adorable than the sassy little black girl? None. None. You will never it defeat a sassy little black hi- girl. It, it is number one on the hierarchy, mm-hmm. right? There's not a demographic uh, bigger than that. No, you That's will. It. They should give all of them sassy little black sisters. They will always, they will always get the smile. People will always think it's it's adorable because they have the perfect. How blend. she pour syrup, adorable. <laughs> How does she do that? They have the perfect blend of still being a kid, but with these adult qualities, able to burn you. She <laughs> poor Lucas, <laughs> and they dress up in the Ghostbusters thing. <laughs> she just is roasting this entire time. Like how your little sister think he's a dork? Hey, come on! I mean. Hey, but Lucas was shooting a shot. Did I put that on there? Lucas shoots a shot. Lucas kept shooting volume shooter no matter how many times he looked like he was getting curved. 
even when he gave up the trade secrets um, and he was getting curved, Lucas is like, I'm going to keep shooting and we can have this moment on top of this bus when we're about to die. But like, you could tell me about California. Let's make it very clear. Uh, it's a good thing no one was lost this year because Lucas is barely into what these niggas was doing. Like, he was into it somewhat. Wait, and even in season one, Lucas is like, dog, I, we really looking for Will? Like, we really looking for Will? I ain't into this shit. Like, him and Mike was in a while because Lucas is like, no, dog. Lucas is like, deal with it. He's gone. Lucas is the most pragmatic person on the show because he, well, they was off doing, everyone had their own thing that they was doing, right? Lucas wasn't really into the A storyline. Mm-hmm. Lucas was just trying to get this gap. And he's like, you get Max. He's like, oh, Max, you wouldn't do this two way. Oh, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. All right. So Bob is gone. Rest in peace, Bob. All right, Pete. But then Eleven, Eleven's arc going to find her mom. I'll be honest, I didn't care about the mom shit. Like, like Eleven's storyline about like finding her sister, that was fine. But like her mom and the whole flashback into that. Like, did we really need to know that about Eleven, or was the mystery good enough? And her just being 11. I'm never calling her Jane. Well, that's just Jane. dumb. Who's Jane? I don't know who Jane is. Get the hell out of so here. So what, did you, what did you think about 11 joining the superhero team with like Callie Green oh, and I, showing up inside listen, Stranger I, Things? I like that. And the thing about her mom, I think people just love origins. People just love origin stories. Oh. Uh, people love to... They need to know the background. You don't, you don't want to just... You don't want things to just spring up and actually happen. Even if it's not in-depth, you want to have some knowledge of why this all came about in the first place. Like, where this little girl come from? It's 11, though. Yeah, but, I mean, still. Origin stories always kill it for any superhero. You can't have a superhero without an origin story. True say. She goes she goes to find her sister. So, yeah, and and then she she joins the the hard metal punk rock uh, superhero clique. We were introduced to them very early when we thought that they were just... We thought they were just bank like robbers bank robbers or, or something, something like that. Yeah, and you learn that no, they're not bank robbers. They're actually a noble. Well, they do rob, but, but and they kill people. Yeah, they kill people who they feel deserve it. Dexter killed people. Still kill people. Yes, they Dexter killed people. Killed people. I mean, they kill, sometimes they you gotta people. kill people. And then she like they try they tried eleven. Eleven sister came in and like you know they showed, gave her boots, showed her powers. They gave her boots. They gave her eyeliner, eyeliner which is very eyeliner important. Stuff. She slicked back her hair. Yeah. I just knocked over my headphones. And my <laughs> hair slicked back. No, but that was so funny to me though because I'm like, did they have to dress? Her? They had to dress her to be one of them. She had to be. She had to be one of them. She had to be a punk to be with the the clique. And then yeah. she had her Magneto moment with like Professor X from like the X. It was the exact same scene from the X Men. Yeah, where she's like, like go toward. But she said it different than Professor X. She was telling Eleven to go towards her anger and like think of that when she's doing it. And the same way Magneto moved the satellite, she was able to move an entire goddamn like train. Train. Yeah. I feel like this is that. Th- isn't this every superhero movie where the wise old sage? Well, no, but but for specifically with people with like that kind of ability yeah. and then being able to move it that way, like you, you know, stand what? there intense <sighs> and struggle. How is she good at doing that? How is she good at doing that? I haven't seen anyone be bad at doing it. No, some people are bad I thought Michael Fassbender was good at doing it. Yes, but like he's Michael Fassbender. He gets uh, nominated for awards. Uh, okay. She's like 15. Is she? Probably. Uh, I know Mike's shooting a shot right now. <laughs> Listen. Mike is uh, in them DMs. The gals he grew up with. Asking her what she up to all the time. Shot. And they famous. So. And you know, Luke is shooting a shot. Because I don't know if you saw, if you saw Beyond Stranger Things. Lucas is dressed like he's about to be a SoundCloud rapper. I have my theories on that. Are we going to the Lucas kiss now? Hold on, wait, wait. Hold on, do we have more stuff? Oh, no. 11 coming to save the day. And 
right as um, they have Will in the room and they're trying to like tap back in to um, to the Force, right? To the Force, Star Wars shit. As they're trying to like wake Will up and get him uh, active again, the, that episode ends with Eleven walking in and you just see her her shoes and then the sound effects and like everyone's reunited again. We've been waiting the entire season to watch that happen. Eleven's back. The whole squad is back. Everyone's happy. Mike had one last bitch fat, and then that was it. Then Mike was good. He was just like, all right, no more. I'm good now. Yeah, and uh, even before that, Eleven quickly realized that being in the superhero gang wasn't for her because Mike was in there. Yeah. She's like, well, Mike and Hoppy in here. I got to go back. Like, this is fun. This I is, love the line. This is a vacation. I love the line when Twelve said to her, you know, you they can't save you. And Eleven was like, yeah, but I could save them. There should have been an explosion behind her right then. Jamaican air horns. Something. Yeah, something. Something. You'd be like, something. go coming back. Eleven to God coming back. You like how we call her 12? Yes, I did. Good yes. job by you. Good job by you. Well, would she be 10? Isn't she older? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eleven's back going into the finale of it, right? And basically, like, they had the closed gate. They know what they have to do. And Eleven's like, oh, I'll close the gate. I opened it. I closed it. I'll just close it again. So, here we go. I'm off. She went with Hopper, and the gang is back there. And, okay, shit, we didn't talk about the basketball scene now. Because now <laughs> we're going to talk about Billy. Fucking Billy. Fuck. Hey, listen. There's so many things weird with Billy. Like, Billy and his homoerotic, like, attraction to I Steve was tr- the entire time. There is, listen, Billy was not a main character, but you had more questions about Billy than anybody else in this entire season. Number one. What the hell is up with with this weird relationship with him and Max? So I started to think, uh, you know, are they plants or are they spies or something? Like, what's going on? Everything they didn't about introduce this, their parents at first. You like they just what? Everything about this is very cryptic. That's number one. Number two, Billy looked a little older than everyone else. Looks I mean, a little Billy, more developed than everyone else. Again, once again, one of the. <laughs> A trope of the eighties. You thirty in high school though. Like, like I feel like Billy, you're a bad plant by the government to see. Because I thought they were trying to figure out what the party was up to. So and then you plant someone so in like school. Twenty two Jump Street. Yeah, I thought I thought Billy was that number three. Billy, you like mine? Billy. Okay, no, because see, you just skip over the basketball Sorry. game. Well, this is why. Go ahead. This is the dumbest basketball game that I have ever seen. How are these niggas having a full on conversation and posting up? From beyond the three-point line. And everyone else on the court was also posting up. No, everyone was running back and forth. You could see in the background people still going back and like, forth what doing? on the court. While Billy and Steve are posting up beyond the three-point line. Just, also, just, Steve, Steve is our boy. Steve fucking dead. Right, well, Billy dead too. Did you Billy, see that no, damn layup that was supposed to Hold be him showing us the, the dumbest layup? Who's doing between the legs? And throw the ball up like that. But that was supposed to be him showing that he could really hoop. See, if they really wanted to troll, at that moment, you have Lucas walk into the gym and have him say something like, what the fuck is going on here? No, they really should have done that. Because any, any kind of athletic feat in any 80s movie looked dumb as fuck. It was so awful. Even in Bull Durham, they had, like, Robbins pitching, and he pitched like a gear. I mean, that, that, was, that was so much worse than Teen Wolf dunking. Boy, I don't know. Tian Wolf Duncan is pretty bad. That that limb, because they were trying to frame it like Billy is so much better than everybody else. But he's like, like and then him so giving trash. him advice: plant your feet, plant your feet next time. 
it would have been a charge. He's <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> basketball term. Get the fuck out of here, Billy. And also, and then uh, now yes. favorite thing about Stranger Things, Billy's alleged racism. Okay, hear me out. I don't think you're the only person with this take, though. I think oh. a lot of people have this. Oh, take okay. Here. Well, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't uh, research and see it yeah. anywhere else. I just thought of this while we were partaking. Mm-hmm. But Billy, obviously, you know, he has some social hangups because he is abused by his his. Fa- well, is he abused by his father, or his father just very strong-willed? I feel like you look at yourself as a strong-willed person. Who's like sometimes you have to talk to children like that. I. The, the world could be a lot tougher on him than me so you gotta be anyway, anyway. this ain't about me but this Jesus ain't about Christ. me and whatever Kaiser has to go through but he had he had his social hangups about pretty much everyone in the school he seems like a loner he he has issues just being a normal person he's not really integrated into the normal social structure of high school maybe because he's 32 but he seemed to really have it in for Lucas, and you could you could somehow justify the thing with Steve because Steve is supposed to be you know the king of the high school, and Billy's coming to take that crown. Mm-hmm. So you could you could argue why you know he's going head to head with Steve because he wants to be the big man on campus. There is no fucking reason for him to have such strong animosity towards Lucas, and for him to be so strident with that take. And he even said to Max. I know people... He said something like, I know people like him. You stay away from people like him. Like, what What people like him? 12-year-olds? I mean, because he was the only black kid. The fuck you mean, Billy? Listen. Yeah. There was fuck a you teenage, mean people like him? There was a teenage villain void that Steve left because Steve went and became a hero. They needed that. And they needed to put Billy in there. But yes, the stuff with Lucas was like a little extra weird. But then it could be alleged that he was going to do that with like anyone. But I still get your point. That he, he alleged, but he didn't. He, he didn't do that to and everyone. I don't, where where is Hawkins in the U.S.? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it's yeah. the '80s. Everywhere racist. <laughs> it don't even matter. It don't even fucking matter. It don't even matter. All right, yo. So now we come to the finale. Eleven, of course, because she is the Michael Jordan, the Derek Jeter, the shit closes the deal. She uh, levitates. She closes up um, the portal to the sink, the sunken place, to <laughs> the upside down world. Hopper was, like, having target practice out there. The other crew, after Billy and Steve get into inside their, like, final beef, it was the final boss battle between the two. Billy beat the fuck out of him. Oh, yeah, clearly. I mean, like, well, he's 30, Car. Yes, I mean, he has mind strength. Like, so, yeah, he beat the fuck out of him. They showed him curling, like, 25s. But he was also benching. The, that was weird. Yeah. Billy do a whole lot of weird athletic shit this season. That was grinding my gear. Why are you benching what you curling? It's odd. It's stupid. It's, it's odd. It okay? Like, nobody benches what they no, curl. No one benches what they curl. <laughs> okay. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Anyway, so, coming back to that, Steve is getting his ass kicked until, like, uh, Max came in, and then she did the syringe to the neck, and then threatened uh, Billy when he's on But the even ground. in that room, who did he go after? He went after Lucas. Oh, of course he went after Lucas. And Lucas kicked him in the balls, though. Everybody's standing there. The nigga going straight after Lucas. Because Lucas is the one trying to get it in with Max. Yeah, yeah, Lucas, that's why. <laughs> Lucas is going to be the one, Max sneaking out the house to go by, and be like, yeah, you come back later. Why he cares so much who, not, who Max sneaking out the house after to go by? You don't after, even like Max. After you don't like Max. You say she and your sister. Anyway, so after all that, the group goes on a diversion plan. Um, and you know what? The Steve costume, Steve, the Steve with the scarf over his face and with the bat, that's probably going to be a lit costume for next year. I put that in the memory bank. Um, 
they went on one last AB Club mission to help out Eleven because they didn't want um, Hopper to be overwhelmed, and it worked. Everyone worked. They saved the day. Eleven, the goat, as usual, per usual. But now we come to the final scenes, the snowball dance. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Uh, they ain't write that into the script for Lucas to kiss that girl. Lucas just went ahead and did that shit. They did not write it into the scene for him to go kiss that girl. But they went they on the day of, because she didn't know they were going to kiss on screen. The day of, they went and told her that they were going to do it. And it freaked her out because Eleven and Mike had the exact similar scene. And that was written in the script. So Eleven started to troll her. This is all real life shit. So Eleven started to troll. He's like, hey, I mean, you, y'all got to kiss too. And you got to go first. So she was like very, very, very nervous about what was going on. Um headed into headed into the kiss lucas is about that life though lucas is like he wanted to kiss whereas mike and 11 were both nervous lucas is just like nah i down with this like let it happen let so it even happen. the mike and the 11 kiss where it was where that was actually in the script they were still nervous about it because like you're filming that you're like a 13 or 14 year old kid everyone else is watching you your parents watching you film this kiss everyone is watching you film this and mike said when they were filming it, he mumbled to her coming in before he went to kiss her. <laughs> and the, when he told the directors that story, everyone was like, well, shit. What did he say? Maybe we should start saying coming in. I'm coming in. before you." Oh, he, me- he mentioned I'm coming in. Yes, he said I'm coming in when he was going in for the kiss. Like he said that to her during the scene. It's like, I'm, mean, c- I'm coming in. I mean, I feel like I should use that though. Nice, Mike. I feel like nice. that is nice. Nice. And for us, double entendre. Double entendre if you're an adult. Like, not for them, obviously. Not for you them. Know, kids and then no, creepy. No. But, like, for us, I'm coming, coming in. in. Dustin, again. You're coming in, too. <laughs> Dustin. I'm coming in. Shut up. Dustin was a volume shooter that night. My pants. He was a volume shooter. He learned from Lucas and Lucas. <laughs> Justin was pinballing all over the snowball dance. And Justin was just doing like hand, hand, which you into. I mean, cause listen, like like, um, okay. Dustin was dressed the best. Yes. Dustin came with the, the, the hair was fixed. The, the hair was fire fixed. hair for the eighties that Dustin. I don't, I don't know what Will was doing. No one was advising Will. Like his older brother obviously couldn't help him at that point. Mike was dressed like... Uh, Will had so much shit going on in his life. <laughs> Mike Will Will ain't, give got, a fuck, Will ain't got time to care about what he wearing, what kind of <laughs> hair could he have. But Will just trying to not be in the upside down world and be taken over like, by mate, fucking demagogues. That's just, all Will want in life. Not to have a shadow monster uh, take over his how, body. How Will... Why doesn't Will have a cocaine habit yet? Uh, it's the 80s. Give it time. Uh-huh. 80s ain't finished. That's true. I was, this is and, only 84. And he's still in middle school. Give yeah. it time. Will is going to need to have like a crisis. Of cracking, or cracking could become the big thing for like the next four years. Micah's dress is like a fucking third grade teacher with that sweater and the tie on. What Lucas is doing? I even forget what Lucas is doing. I just, Lucas was I know just what about Lucas that. was doing. Lucas is about that action. Dating. That's what, yes, that's exactly what Lucas is doing. He was closing that deal. Yeah. He didn't tell her he was coming and Lucas is just like, I mean, this Lucas happening. Sne- Lucas sneaked that shit. Yeah, he get that in there quick. Like that shit, nigga. <laughs> so that was that was Stranger Things, and that was that ending like epitomized the show. Like, yes, you can go and save the world, all that can happen, but you're still gonna be like a kid in school and still have to come back and do kid like shit. Yeah, South Park no should have taught you all that years ago. And like, no matter how great you are, like outside, like the whole world doesn't know this stuff. They wrapped up the Barb storyline. They had Steve, who was redeemed. He, di- he didn't get the girl at the end, but he was still redeemed. Conspiracy guy got his conspiracy out there. He got the military base shut down. 
um, Eleven got some awful name that we will never repeat. Like, no one's calling her that. She will be Eleven. Uh, her, her name's Eleven. She will be that forever. And one of the things that I really enjoyed is, like, the way that... Because one of the balances you have to make with any TV show is you have to tear your main characters apart and somehow bring them back together. For, like, Lost used to do that every single season, so sometimes that got annoying. But for Stranger Things, this is only their second season. They didn't really do that in season one. In this season, they tore the characters apart brought them back for the end all of the main characters were in that cabin towards the end of towards the end of uh the season and 11 had to go out and save everyone and then it ended with like maybe hopper and joyce get together you know mike and 11 are good they're gonna still be in the same town she's gonna eventually have to go to school with all these superpowers what are you looking forward to for season three uh in season three uh i i want them to obviously continue follow down the lucas storyline because because that's my guy we do know that they are not done with the upside down world so i don't know if they're going to try and integrate new characters like they did with bob max and billy or are they going to try and refine what we already have going on here like what is going to happen with will when he's no longer the portal in the vessel how is he going to fit into the game plan now where they're just where they're just defending shit where he's no longer a victim but he has to be a part of he has the to be active yo yeah. you gotta take some shots will yeah i mean you know what i think a good move would be you turn 11 into sort of a villain for a period of time until season three because people might not expect that she's going to be the one with the power she might be the one who opens up the portal again to the upside down world like have some kind of twist like that or they could have like um her sister come back as the villain and the guy's still Those, alive yeah, yeah they, they can, can be the villains. they can all still come back they can all still be villains so that was stranger things a new watch alert it was an awesome season i thought and probably one of the best offerings netflix has given us we're going to try to keep up with the new watch alerts a little bit more but we should need a little time machine to watch all the shows i mean you're gonna see if you haven't watched it yet you listen to this good on you but you're gonna see a lot of strange things later on you see some stranger things too